listen, enjoy the ride. Sip something, light it up, enjoy the ride. Cause the Sports City Chefs is on the night. In the kitchen, cooking up, they on the ride. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. From the wise, my people stay ahead of Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the element. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling me. Case goes from cold to hot state evidence. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Yes, yes, welcome to Sports City Chefs, the divisional round breakdown. It's 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 a wonderful night, man. We here in the building. We are back on the map. We got a special show for you guys this evening. But you guys know I don't do this by myself, man. I got a slew of cats with us. Breaking news who's is in the building, man. Talk to him, man. How we doing this evening, sir? What's going on, man? I'm feeling good. It's always a pleasure to be here on Sports City, talking sports with you folks. And uh, I'm looking forward to another action-packed night. For those of you who like your dishes spicy and hot, it might be a good night to grab a dish. Yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting evening here in the building, man. We got uh, Odie Bagoody in the building, our, our, our very own official, the basketball aficionado, Mr. King. How are we doing today, sir? I'm feeling good, Timeless. Excuse me, I'm sorry, serious. I'm sorry. Yo, habits. You, you, you done you, you messed up already. Already <laughs> nonsense. Man. Yo, con- just- hey, look, congratulations on being in the in the lead dog seat. Like you running things. I love you know, it. I mean, I do I do a little something, something every now and then, man. It's just you know, the, the, the borrow timeless phrase that I took off, you know, forget it. I'm 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 gonna bring timeless in here in a minute. You got the old but goody still in the building, man, Chandler. You know, the, the the head honcho, the old veteran, whatever you want to call him. What's going on, my guy? How we doing, sir? I'm all right, man. How's everybody doing? We are good, sir. We are doing good. And, you know, making his appearance back to the building, the Detroit Lion fan himself, Mr. T.P. Thomas. What's going on, my guy? Hey, yo, 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 my man, you're on mute. You're on mute. You sitting there dancing on mute. <laughs> Took off the blazer, loosened up the time. <laughs> Stepped inside the kitchen, timeless is alive. I feel it's a type of way. You already know he tried to steal the slogan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he know who the kid is. Just just so you know for the reference who the kid is, man. I'm I'm him, East Coast status. Um, we got a lot to get into. I know people dodge in the kitchen, but there's a lot of heat here and they trying to stay out the kitchen. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna kick this off short and sweet, man. Uh, we got a lot of divisional round matchups, cross matchups, storylines uh, that I wanted to get to. But Thomas, I want to start uh, right there in your lap, sir. Uh, without breaking down any type of game, what individual storyline or what are you looking at uh, as these weekend games start to kick off? The pressure that's on the one seeds, man. Um... Both of the one seeds that have done their thing within the conference, they played extreme football throughout the season to respectfully get to where they were to get their buys. Uh, majority of them, especially, I'm, I'm looking at the Ravens, 
the Ravens got to rest everybody for at least three weeks. So it's like hopefully they're able to come out and still be clicking on all cylinders because if not, it'd be interesting if Houston – I don't I don't think so, but it'd be interesting to see if Houston went into the building and shocked Baltimore and Baltimore. I doubt it, but if it did, it'd be a hell of a storyline. And just – I don't know if San Fran will let Green Bay get, it, get at it, but Green Bay does have enough guns and gasoline in the tank to go to war with San Fran. So hopefully the rest doesn't hurt these guys on both sides of the spectrum because I I want to say more or less halfway through December and definitely when the, the brink of the playoffs, everybody was thinking the Super Bowl would be Ravens-Niners. Of course, mm-hmm. that's probably bulletin board material within those locker rooms. But then again, it's not going to be the teams that they're going up against that are just going to lay down. So that's something I'm looking at, at least on both sides of the coin for now. I can respect it, man. I can respect it. Uh, Chandler, I- I'll come to you next, sir. Um, you know, the, these these divisional round matchups pose a lot of different storylines. Uh, what interesting storyline looks up to you um, as you prepare to watch these games this weekend? Uh, Jordan Love and mm-hmm. Lamar. Yeah. For me, it's, it's the fact that no matter what happens, and I think Lamar is going all the way, Lamar is not going to get any credit for it. They'll make excuses to say he had an easy path or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's Jordan Love and Lamar because I remember early this season when all of these so-called experts were, were talking about how Jordan Love wasn't the answer. They were going to have to start looking for a quarterback, this, that, and the other, and all that other nonsense. And it was, mm-hmm. what, six, seven games into the season. And this is first year as a starter. But now all of a sudden everybody, oh, Jordan Love is up. He's he's the next in the long line of so it's Jordan Love and, and his ascension and how Lamar won't get credit. That's what it is for me. I can respect it. I can respect it. Mr. King, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, talk to me, man. These there's a ton of storylines around this divisional round of playoff matchups, man. How you feel about it? I think the storyline this postseason is changed. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is I know traditionally it would be safe to just say, let's look forward to the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers moving forward based on, you know, the history. I think change is here. I think it's come. I think those wins will blow heavy all weekend long in each uh, division. And so that's really the storyline that I'm focused on. I think it's going to be a a pleasant surprise who arrives in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. I feel you. I feel you. I appreciate it. Breaking news, huge. Um, same question to you, sir. Uh, there's a lot of storylines. The time that said the one seed, uh, how they fare after their long layover layoff. You, as a 49er fan, are kind of fall into that bucket. Uh, how do you feel, sir? Yeah, you know, I think, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think the uh, the panel here is giving you some really good uh, uh, info and material for me. I got to look at the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens is one of the most opportunistic defenses in the entire NFL, and they're going up against C.J. Stroud. And I know I've said this five or six times, but I'm going to say it again. Before he was injured in week 12, he was one of the front runners for the MVP, not rookie of the year, MVP. And when you look at the talent that he had around him, and when you look at what the Texans were expected to do this year, yes, D'Amico Ryans is probably going to win – defense or coach of the year, but a lot of that is because they hit on the quarterback. I want to see C.J. Stroud again against another elite defense and see him do it again. I, I really want to – I'm I'm hoping for all of us that enjoy good football 
that we get an opportunity to not just see, you know, uh, the Ravens blow them out, for example. I'm hoping this is a good, entertaining game because it's good to see a team like the Texans that everybody counted out at the beginning of the year still in the fight this late in the game. Yeah, I think I want to double click on what you said. I think you said that on Tuesday uh, when we did the free for all. Um, nobody picked the Houston Texans to be in this position, uh, especially when they drafted so high in the draft. They went CJ Stroud and, and Will Anderson, respectively, one, one, two in their picks. Um, n- nobody expected the Houston Texans to be here. Then CJ Stroud, as you alluded to, got injured and then you know, came back and, and plays exceptionally well in his rookie debut, his first playoff game. Um, so I I, th- I think for me, I, I would love to pick that matchup or pick that storyline, but you took that. Um, for me, I'm a, my, my storyline I'm looking at this weekend is can Tampa Bay now go on the road and, and, and play exceptional football? Um, they looked exceptionally well. Um, against a, a beat it, battered up Philadelphia Eagles team. Um, Baker Mayfield has seemed to find some type of chemistry uh, with, his, with, with that type of offense. Uh, can they go on the road and, and, and get it done? Um, that's my particular storyline. I see Mr. Knight, um, you know, shaking his head. No. What say you, sir? You don't think they can go on the road and get it done? No, because Baker Mayfield's running his mouth. Look at his history mm-hmm. in the NFL. Whenever he doesn't talk, he usually has a pretty good game. Every time he's run his mouth before a game, tell me what's happened. They've lost. Yeah. What did he do this week? That dude needs right. much more tape. Okay. Okay, mister, I'm feeling dangerous. Okay, mister, I'm coming there wearing a trench coat looking like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. They're going to get blown out now. You know what? Karma has a, a, a funny way of showing up. Thomas always says he leaves that <laughs> chick alone uh, because she tends to know where he stay at. So um, it's it's very, very possible that that's what lays out and that's what happens uh, this weekend uh, playing the Detroit Lions. But we'll talk about that game uh, later on. I want to get Thomas back in here. Um, you heard what Mr. Knight said about Baker Mayfield. Uh, potentially talking junk and kind of stirring the pot. Um, you know, did you want to say something about that, Thomas, or did you want to just wait until we preview the Lions-Buccaneers game? You're still on mute, sir. All right, we seem to be having some technical difficulty um, well, Mr. Tomlin, so we'll press you right now. I got you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Okay. So, so, so what I said, I cook, you know, so I, I cook, so, um, I could do it now or I could do it when we get into the preview. I don't want to, you know, put too much of the recipe out there, but, um, it, it's interesting the way that they got to that point. And, um, I, I might as well just throw that part out. It, it wasn't really even started by him, but he responded and, and I give that, that gives, them something to go off of that gives us bulletin board material to go off of too. Um, we haven't really seen much of the person that initiated it, be a CJGJ, aka uh, Gardner Johnson. Um, he's been out all season due to injury, but he came back with the past two games, Minnesota and uh, the Rams. And um, he just basically talked about the receiving core and uh, his quarterback status. And uh, that's what Bill Baker have to talk about, you know, 
Russell Gage and where they are at this point. So I I know that's one thing that can get Baker started. I know that's something that CJ gets amped up off of and seeing that people could ride along with him. We'll see, man. I, I don't I don't at this point I don't want to overlook Tampa because I know things could happen, but I feel strong about what can be done Sunday. Awesome, awesome. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, we're going to press on and start breaking down these games really quickly. I uh, wanted to start with the first one on, of the night, the, the, the Ravens versus the Texans. Um, we already kind of hit on it a little bit, breaking news. You spoke about uh, C.J. Stroud uh, and his, you know, emergence and how he's, you know, played over the last couple of the games, subsequently in the playoffs, going on the road to a hostile environment in Baltimore. Uh, so I wanted to start with you. Uh, let me know how you feel about this game, man, the Ravens and the Texans. Well, I mean, on paper, you you feel like there's a pretty heavy advantage towards Baltimore, right? 13-4, and veteran-laden team, a team that's been to the playoffs many times. Uh, I think at this point we can all agree reigning MVP, uh, former MVP and current MVP in Lamar Jackson. Um if there is a weakness on this team, it's the wide receiving core. Nobody wants to address the elephant in the room, but OBJ is not what he once was. Trey Flowers is still developing. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't have the help he once did. So what I would say is this, and what I would caution Baltimore fans against is this. I've heard a lot of Baltimore fans say that they're going to blow out the Texans. I, I heard that narrative actually here on Sports City. If if the Texans get a lead, it might get a little bit dicey. That's all I'm going to tell you. Lamar Jackson is, in fact, the real Superman, not Cam. He really is, in fact, the the the, the legitimate Superman. But he's, he can't throw the ball and catch it himself. So we've seen what C.J. Stroud has done with, I mean, let's just be honest. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I, I don't know if there's a wide receiver currently in his core that starts for any of the other playoff teams and that's not being disrespectful that's just where they're at between injuries and where this franchise is at and he's still putting up incredible numbers so if the houston texans come out and they come out fast baltimore baltimore is going to struggle to if they have to throw the ball a lot so you know having guys like hamilton on the back end uh you know that's going to make a huge difference. So Baltimore, Baltimore, and their ability to flip field, be able to get pick up, you know, pick the ball off, get turnovers. That's what that's what's going to to me the most telling stat. Can the Texans play clean football? They have done a, a, a for as young as this team is, they have done a miraculous job of playing clean football. If you would have told me they were going to play clean football last week against Cleveland and that defense. I would have said, I didn't think so. Now, we all knew Joe Flacco was going to turn the ball over, but he played exceptional football, meaning C.J. Stroud. And I really got to give kudos to Texans coaching staff. I thought both offensively and defensively, their game plan was on point. So I feel confident that the Texans are not going to go into this game feeling like they can't win or going into this game feeling underprepared. The coaching staff, Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryans, those guys have done a really good job of getting these guys ready each week, and they're getting better and better. So that's going to be the real key narrative to me is can Baltimore weather the early storm? 
if Baltimore can weather the early storm, is there any ring rust, so to speak, like Ty mentioned, where you've had multiple weeks off? Because if they do get behind, they're not going to be able to do their, their ground and pound the way that they like to, and it could make them one-dimensional. But like I said, Lamar Jackson is all-world. But I, I think this is a super interesting contest. I really do. Ultimately, I think probably Baltimore wins this contest, but I think it's going to be more interesting than people think. Okay. All right. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Mr. Mister King, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Uh, talking about the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans preview, uh, that, that matchup. Give me your opinion on it, how you see it shaking out. Well, as I looked at this game, I have a few uh, curiosities as a person who's, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a casual NFL fan these modern days. But historically, um, I've been all about uh, the ground and pound you know, play action, things like that. And when you get to the playoffs, I'm always watching and curious of what team is going to make a play on special teams. Mm-hmm. It's I know we can talk offense, defense, and call out names of personnel, and I'm, I'm not able to do that this this current moment. But uh, with your assistance as a, as a panel, like wh- who makes the play on special teams? Is there an opportunity – for somebody to secure some kind of momentum shift or swing via special teams. I know every now and then we consider teams that pass the ball. And I know the Ravens as Brian just broke down and yourself as well, broke down like, you know, this Baltimore Ravens team is not really a passing team and they, they never really were traditionally. I mean, I know they had Flacco at, at one point in time, you know, you had the, the Jamal, uh, I forget his name, last name, but anyway, you used to have guys who could run, and pass. Jamal and Lewis? Okay, yes, okay. Lewis. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm back there, right? But given who Lamar Jackson is and what he's capable of doing on the ground, right, it's it is one dimensional. Whether you want to actually say it or not, look, to me, that's one dimensional. And if you don't have uh, a really prolific receiving core, um, I can't expect that he's going to throw turnovers, like throw mm-hmm. interceptions. You know, you decrease those percentages and those probabilities. That being said, not being a huge follower of the Houston Texans, from what I've gathered all season long, they've somewhat overachieved to be where they are right now. Uh, So they could be ahead of schedule based on where Mm -hmm. uh, the expert panel is when they go to assess the Houston Texans. Again, I'm very much a casual observer. And so to see them in this position right now, they clearly have an opportunity to do something that they probably had not went into the season expecting to do, and that's knock off the number one seed. Uh, so the question becomes, uh, can they get a, a, an advantage, whether that's through the air, making plays, limiting Baltimore to being a one-dimensional team? However, do the Ravens have it in their arsenal to make a play in the punt return game or the kick return game? That's what I'll be looking for. Okay. I can respect it. I can respect it. Before I, I move any further, um, my man is in the building, Odie Bugatti. Um, Klonica's back. What's going on, my guy? How we doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Good, man. Good to hear from you. Good to see you, man. I'm talking Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans. Um, how does this game shake out for you, sir, as a casual fan just watching it? getting ready for, um, you know, your, your Lions game later on? 
Man, I, I'd love to see CJ Stroud go ahead and pull this thing out. Um, but I, I just don't see it. That 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 Baltimore team is about as stacked and I mean, honestly, just top to bottom, man. Offense, defense, everything. They're just uh they are head and shoulders above everybody right now. So um I think Baltimore wins, but I would love for Houston and the Stroud story to continue. Right, right. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, Chandler, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, You know, offline, we spoke about how you feel about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, um, you know, climbing the mountaintop and securing not only this game, but ultimately running the table and getting the Super Bowl. Uh, But, you know, it it, it starts here with this first game against the Houston Texans, sir. How do you feel it shakes out? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Because I know Roy said he's casual, so I get that. But uh, Brian, to say that that Lamar Jackson doesn't have to help the receiving core he he once had, this is the best receiving core he's ever had. Uh, Zay Flowers' route running is night and day from the beginning of the season till now. Night and day. Okay, I mean he's stair stepping now. He's he's running routes like a veteran. Um. Like is it likely or lively the tight end who replaced Andrews likely. is make is making plays on by the way the Texans love giving up plays in the middle of the field as evidenced by David and Joku looking like looking like Shannon Sharp. Okay. <laughs> um Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't have to be the Odell Beckham Jr. from three years ago. He is a possession receiver now, and that's fine. That's fine because. On third down, you can give him the ball, and he's going to catch it. I don't need him to be OBJ. I need him to be Odell Beckham Jr. With sure hands, who's going to catch the ball and get me a first down, a veteran receiver that I can go to. That doesn't even mention Nelson Aguilar playing like an all-pro all season. Their, Their passing game is far better than their running game right now, and it took time for it to happen because it's a new offense. So the offense, the passing offense, is actually rounding into form at the perfect time. Not to mention the fact that when we look at the defense, one of the reasons that C.J. Stroud struggled against the Jets was they gave him some exotic looks, and they kept bringing some some extra people, and they got in his face, and they kept him on his front foot. You don't think the Ravens know that? You don't don't think the Ravens are going to give him some of them exotic looks where they're going to have 17 people at the line of scrimmage and drop 18 back in coverage and one guy's going to – they're going to do some things. Now, CJ is going to have some moments in this game. He's going to have some throws in this game. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Okay? But this is a game that is probably going to be about a 10-point difference in the game for Baltimore. And, Royce, for your special teams thing, Damian Pierce is probably going to have one big run in this game for Houston. Um, Even though he's not the same running back he was for whatever reason this season, he's been making big plays on special teams for the Texans. So I can Mm -hmm. see him getting about a 60 to 70-yard return on on a kickoff. But Baltimore special teams, listen, (laughs) they got got a field goal kicker who's going to kick it from everywhere. Right. And John, uh, uh, John Harbaugh cut his teeth as special teams coach. He cut his team as special teams coach. So I know that Baltimore is going to have some some something up their sleeves on, on special teams. But as much as I love Houston and C.J. Stroud, 
this is a defense where they're going to show him some things that he hasn't seen yet. And that's really going to be the difference in the game. It's not going to be where he's, oh, he's a rookie. It's nothing like that. But there are times when if you're a rookie, this is just some stuff you haven't seen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this defense and this defensive coordinator, they do things to veteran quarterbacks and make them say, I have no idea what the hell I just looked at. And I don't know where to go with the ball. And I really think that's what's going to happen in this game. But again, CJ is probably going to throw for about 280. Okay. He's going to throw for about 280. And he's got about three throws in his game that you're going to be like, oh my God, this dude is going to be a monster. But I got Baltimore winning this game. Yeah. I mean, you post some very interesting points, Chandler, that 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 I wanted to double tap on before I throw it back 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 around. Um, this Baltimore Ravens defense does some exotic, exotic things, you know, and they played it, they, they played week one. Um, and neither one of these teams were the full version of, of, of what they're gonna see this upcoming weekend. So I do expect some significant adjustments to be made. Um Again, you don't need OBJ to be New York New York uh, giant OBJ, be a possession receiver. I get that. They did activate Mark Andrews, so he's actually going to be back in the game and playing. They signed Dalvin Cook and activated him uh, when the New York Jets let him go. Uh, so there's some depth and some and some you know some more stable running backs. Um, as long as they keep Lamar Jackson healthy, I think the Baltimore Ravens have a good shot at winning this thing. Uh, Thomas, I, I, I thought that you, sir, uh, you heard what was said uh, previously talking Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans. Uh, tell me how you feel about it, sir. Like I said, uh, the top is going to be an interesting game. Um, I slowly found a liking towards CJ Stroud because you know me, I'm a diehard Hurricane fan and he's a Buckeye. So I didn't like to see his running the big thing going crazy and fell short when they got to the end of the season. However, he got into the league and it's like all bets are off. It's like no judgment. It's like now I want to see him develop and be able to do something for him to actually withstand the storm, right? And I, I don't mean to throw no jazz. Please don't take this personal. But the way that Trevor Lawrence got off, you thought the Jags were going to take the division. Him and D'Amico Rhymes are like, oh, no, you don't. We we in your rear view. And while the Jags were slowing down, while Trevor got knocked out and out of games and the Jags started to lose their luster, Oh, here come the Texans. The Colts made it interesting, but, you know, with, with Gardner Minshew, who I like, but I don't think he's a quarterback that could lead them in a postseason. It's like, what's the better story? If Trevor could hold on tight or could CJ make the unthinkable run of a rookie? And it was more interesting to see CJ make it happen while Jacksonville just completely fell apart in the month of December. That's what's tough, is that teams that hold don't hold it together at the end of the run. So it's like, it's it's even more interesting that they knocked off the Browns. They go up against the Browns, you know, brother and the Ravens. So through the original Ravens show up, I know Mark Andrews came back, one of my favorite tight ends in the league, but is he himself? Does Lamar start to be tunnel vision toward his best targeting mark? Does he look around the floor or the field actually? They start going back to Zay and them, open things up. And if, if Odell, I know people are here picking on Odell. Odell one-on-one, I like the chances with Odell one-on-one. A, a jab step juke, we go, we got to go. We got to go. So it's interesting. Of course, I know Sports City know Gus the bus personally, so I, I do want to see Gus excel for McCain at the end of the day. But um, just the, the Cinderella story of Houston is it, it's a exotic story in itself. The way that, that that unsung offense is making it happen and the defense is what they've been building their foundation off of too. Uh, turning the ball over, making – 
teams feel uncomfortable. They made uh, Joe Flacco not even look like an NFL quarterback. They really look like he was supposed to be in college somewhere. So if they can continue this, if they could befuddle Lamar in Maryland, what? That would be insane. Um, Like I said, if, if I was to put the dough on it, I would put it on Baltimore for my heart. There's a problem, Houston. I'm with y'all, but it, it, that it, I'm, I'm undecided and torn. This this is a game I got my popcorn ready, but I feel Baltimore should pull it out. I don't think it'll be close if they do, but if it's close, Houston will win. I'll repeat that. If it's a close game, Houston's going to shock the world, Muhammad Ali. You know, it's funny because you, you mentioned, you know, put, 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 put the Houston Texans out. The Houston Texans have a total of three games this year where they've came back and won it late. Uh, so when you say, you know, put put the Houston Texans out, they really are going to have to do that um, mm-hmm. because there's, there seems to be no fear, uh, no blink, um, you know, in, in, this, in this young Houston Texans team. And I think that's to the, the credit of D'Amico Ryans, their head coach, um, and just a can't-quit attitude that they have um, on, on that roster. Before we move on, um and, and talk about the 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 NFC ledger on Saturday. Did anybody have anything else they wanted to say uh, regarding the Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans? Hey Brian, you're talking on mute, sir. No, you're good, brother. Uh, all I would say is this: uh, not that the Cleveland, not that the Cleveland Browns are world beaters, but the two leading the two leading receivers in that game for Cleveland were both tight ends. No wide receiver broke 60 yards. So Texans can't cover. I know everybody likes the, the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver core here. I, I'm a little skeptical. I can respect it. I can respect it. Um, transitioning to the the other game on, on Saturday, um, you know, breaking news of talking about the, the San Francisco 49ers getting their playoffs started playing uh, the number seven seed Green Bay Packers, a team that we all sat here and praised on Tuesday night show to uh, because of how they played and beat the Cowboys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the ball back to you, sir. Uh, go ahead and preview this one for us um, as we get started with this uh, this this nightcap. You know, let me just start off by saying this, and you know what Chandler mentioned this earlier, and I think it's super important to mention this. Five, six, seven games into the season, everybody wanted to fire Matt LaFleur. Everybody said Jordan Love is trash. Everybody said this is, you know, back to the rebuilding board. Um, and, and and if you look at the progression from then until now, what we've seen is, and the, 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 the average eye doesn't catch it, but what we've seen is that coaching staff's pretty good at coaching. This team has gotten a hell of a lot – oops, sorry – this team has gotten a heck of a lot better. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. This team has gotten a heck. This team has gotten a heck of a lot better from where they were to where they are now. And I'm talking in every facet. If you look at the offensive line, they are probably a top ten offensive line. And I, I don't think it's debatable. They may even be top five the way they're playing right now. If you look at that defense, they were a sieve at the beginning of the year. They couldn't stop the run to save their life. They're getting better. It was a it, it, listen. It's still not great, but they are getting better, and they are opportunistic. So kudos. I heard a lot of people say, you know, Jordan Love dissect Dallas. They weren't getting any pressure. Like I said on Tuesday, and I'm gonna say it again. Uh, they were getting pressure. 
go back and watch the game. Jordan Love would fade back. He would he would scramble to the left or right. He always had defenders in his face, and he was just making beautiful after beautiful after beautiful throw. Now, like we alluded to and like we talked about, there was a few bonehead moments by the Cowboys where it looked like they were playing three flies up, like, you know, to Musgrave, where there wasn't a guy within 20 yards of him. Um, blown coverage. And the Cowboys tend to do that. Like, let's keep it 100. There's a reason why the Cardinals beat them, because they can pass the ball fairly decently. There's a reason why the Niners blew them out. They can pass the ball fairly decently. And that's the same reason why they lost to the Packers. I want to give the Packers all their flowers. LaFleur has done a fantastic job with this, this team. And right now, I think Jordan Love is playing probably like a top five or six quarterback right now. I'm not that guy that's going to put him in that category. I'm just saying, if you look at the body of work of what he's done the last 11 games, he's eight and three. He has the best mark in the NFL of any team over that stretch. You got to give the man his due. He's played exceptionally well. Now, what they want to do, obviously, is – They want to feed the offense through Aaron Jones and the running game. I think the really interesting aspect of this game, boys, is Matt LaFleur and what San Francisco 49ers head coach uh, Kyle Shanahan do is very, very similar. I don't think there's going to be as much mystery as most people think because they haven't played each other in a while. They, They Both of these teams are top 10 in the league in motion. Actually, I believe it's top five. They both motion a lot. They both send people in motion. They're they're constantly trying to test the rules of your defense. Um, and so I, I don't think that I think there's going to be some familiarity there. Uh, I think Jordan Love will play pretty solid in this contest. I think the, the Niners players will play pretty solid. For me personally, what I think it comes down to, and and this is something that I've told Timeless, I feel like just like with the Texans. I feel like Green Bay is a year or two early. If we would have talked at the beginning of the year, I don't think there was a ton of people that would have said, hey, I think Green Bay makes the playoffs and they're, you know, they're probably in the divisional round. I think they're a year or two early. They have some interesting pieces. But when you look at San Francisco and the fact that it, they essentially have all pros at all three levels of the defense, you're not playing the Cowboys. Like I'm just it, it just 100. You ain't playing the Cowboys. You're not going to get freebies. Yes, they have Micah Parsons, but they don't have Chase Young and Nick Bosa, meaning two guys you have to account for, and the addition of Hargrave and Armstead in the middle. It's it's a different reality. Their linebacking core in, in, in the Cowboys is quite possibly the worst in the NFL. Now you're playing a team that has quite possibly the best tandem of linebackers in the NFL. It's definitely a challenge, but it's not one that I don't think they can overcome. I think their wide receiving core with Wicks and Dobbs uh, and Watson, I mean, you, you, we've watched these guys mature. They are definitely, it, the, the moment is definitely not too big for them, but I said this at the beginning of the year. I said this right before the playoffs, and I'll say it again. The only team that can beat the Niners is the Niners. If the Niners play their game, if they play mistake-free football, they do not turn the ball over three, four, five times, there's there's not a team in the league that can beat them. I, I, I feel you. I can respect it. I can respect it. Um, I'm going to pass this around to Ben. Um, Mr. King, man, I wanted to see how you felt about this 49er versus Green Bay Packer matchup. Um 
you know, it's going to be an interesting one. You got, you know, the 49ers coming off the, the first round by plan, the Packers who seem to have caught lightning in a bottle, man. How do you feel? I feel like this is the game where tradition and history prevails for sure. Uh, in terms of uh, the recent success of the San Francisco 49ers, I know the history of the Green Bay Packers is is not one to uh, to sneeze at. <clears throat> However, I do agree once again that uh, Jordan Love is he's young, he's making his move, um, but it was the Cowboys, right? Um, right, right. So, with that being said, in the 49ers again, as you mentioned, coming off a of bye, being more of a well you know, oil machine uh, with the significant names that we all know that are able to go out and get it done. This is pretty much going to be one of those games that kind of is like, okay, just what we expected. Nothing really new here. Now, can somebody seize a moment? Well, that's the beauty of football. It's not a series. You're not going to play two, three, four times home and away against an opponent. You can seize a moment. You can have a moment. And as I mentioned, and when you asked about uh, storylines and themes, you know, I, I kind of, again, I observe football very systematic from game to game. Who's going to make the special teams play? Who's going to be most consistent? Who will seize a moment? Is there a moment where Green Bay is close enough to, you know, snatch momentum and it make a difference that they could carry until there's no time left. If they can put themselves in that position, then yes, anything can happen any given Sunday. We all know about that. However, if, you know, again, I'm a guy who, you know, I, I just get straight to it sometimes and just make the pick. The pick is it's San Francisco. Like, I, no hesitation about that. I think the 49ers are the better team. I think they're ready. I think they, they buy themselves another week uh, within the storyline and the narrative uh, as uh, the NFL does what they do to get people ready for Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Big Tim, I'll come to you next, sir. Talking 49ers versus the Packers. Um, should be a good one, man. What, what, what say you? Man, Green Bay's been playing some great football. Um that Jordan Love has really come into his own, just watching him from the beginning of the year to where he's at right now. I still think it's going to be a tall task. I don't think he's ready for it. I think uh, Niners end up pulling this thing out, but I think it ends up being a lot closer than what people anticipate. I don't think it's going to be a runaway win. I don't I don't think it's going to be, you know, run away and hide. It's, it's going to be – I think it's a one-score game. I think Jordan Love does – just enough to keep it close, but just doesn't finish the job and has like one of those uh, first year experiences uh, that he'll learn from and grow from. But um, the man, the Niners look like the team to beat in the NFC. I mean, they, they look really good. Rock Purdy somehow, I mean, for a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant dude just keeps getting it done. So, um, and the, the weapons, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, Debo and, Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and I mean it it's uh man the Niners just look so good right now. Um but I, I think they, they pull it out one score game. I can respect it. I can respect it. TP Tomless man, I I I throw it at you. Um you know, you you your division 
your division foe um, is in action. Uh, so you're going to, you know, go pack, go, or you're going to pick your, your, the, the 49ers to get it done. Talk to me, man. What? Say what slogan? What you say? <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, heard me. On, I ain't stuttering. I ain't stuttering. I ain't stuttering. Go pack, go, well, or you're going 49ers. Well, your, your, first, well, your first name must have turned to Joseph if you want to be stutter stuttering, because that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> I, will, I will not be saying any of those slogans at all. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> This this is a good one because it's literally my blood brother and my big brother here in Sports City that's Niner fans compared to the nemesis that I've had to face since I can remember back and literally the most vivid matchup I have is 30 years ago in this playoff situation in the Silver Dome where Brett Favre became a superstar and Sterling Shepard went crazy in the middle of Detroit and, and Barry and them didn't do anything about it. So <clears throat> it depends on how it goes down and how, how I would want it to go. It's like next Friday to move it. Let it be the rematch, fool, and let the Packers take them out and let's run that back 30 years later in the middle of Detroit see who come out, 10 paces and draw. But I really feel like San Francisco is home waiting on a Packer team that is high on their edge, especially after beating the Cowboys, I feel like they could go in there and punch them around. If they can actually have a lead at halftime, I feel like San Fran's in trouble. Um, I wouldn't want to see San Fran not getting it started early in the game and then try to hold on to something in the second half where they could lose it easy and then be stunned by Green Bay. Um, my, my head is with the Niners. My heart is with the Packers to try to play that game at home. But uh, I would I would definitely put the money on the Niners if I was in the middle of the valley. I would do that. But my heart is to see Green Bay go in there and get it done. And what would be a favorable situation if we could handle our business in the middle of Detroit? They could take care of business in Santa Clara, run this back, and whoever gets it goes to the valley. So, I, I you know, it's two ways to go with this. But I'm, I'm for sure I feel like the Niners can pull it off. The one thing I feel like the Niners falling short on, is that rust that I spoke about. A lot of them had rested for three weeks. I hope it doesn't show out there on the field. I hope Debo's still clicking. I hope Ayuk is still that barn burner. I hope Kittle's in the middle of the field causing havoc and uh, Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown every damn game. I feel like he could make it go. So those all, all those features have to be there for San Francisco to remain on top of their schedule. I feel it. I feel it. Mr. Knight, sir, I'll come to you next uh, to close this one out. San Fran uh, hosts the Green Bay Packers um, in the Saturday night clash. Man, tell me how you feel about it, sir. So I'm just going to give you a couple of numbers, if you don't mind. Um, 0-36 when trailing by three or more points in the fourth quarter. Uh, 4-41 or 4-46, I think, when trailing by seven or more points in the second half. 28 to 3. Now, what do those numbers have in common? Kyle Shanahan. See, because I keep hearing what a great coach he is. And all I know is his team's gag when they're supposed to win. His team's gag when they're behind by seven points in the second half. You can't win when you're behind by seven points. You can't win you behind by three points in the fourth quarter. But you this great offensive coach, you you some genius mastermind. Yeah, miss me with all of that. If Kyle Shanahan, when's the last game Kyle Shanahan, a Kyle Shanahan coach team has won 
big game that they won that they, they were supposed to win. It should have been the Super Bowl, 28-3 in the third quarter. And they lost. And they lost. So, yeah, I got the Packers winning this game because Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the 49ers. And about the only team the 40, team of 49ers can beat in the playoffs seems to be the Cowboys. They can't beat nobody else. You know, it's going to be a good game. Um, I don't think Green Bay is going to run for the yardage they ran for because, as Brian said, yeah, the, the, the San Francisco linebacking core is, is stout. But we know Christian McCaffrey is going to get hurt by the second quarter because he always gets hurt. We know Trent Williams is going to be gone by the third quarter because Trent Williams is a walking bandage. Okay? So we know that um, – what's my man's name? Not Ayuk, the other one. Debo. Debo going to get nicked up in the first quarter because that's what he does. So mm-hmm. once them three's out the game, it's a wrap. And you got Kyle Shanahan choking it, choking the game away? Man, miss yeah. me with that. Like I told you last week, Timeless, and I'm going to tell you again, take $20 and put it on the package plus the points. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting um, how, how that pans out. Breaking news, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been called to the to the forefront. Um, you know, defend your boys, man. What say you, sir? Listen, what – what Mr. Knight said is not wrong. They are 0-36 uh, when they are trailing in the fourth quarter. That That is not a lie. Now, was there has there been missed field goals that they could have won? Sure. Is there been drops? Sure. But we're not going to make excuses. All I'm going to say is they've been in four of the last five NFC championship games. So they had they're win, they're winning somehow some way, and that's usually from ahead. They've won by double digit points in every single game this year, and they've led every single game this year. So yeah, you know what? If they get behind, I'll agree with them. If he get behind, they might be in trouble, but they don't get behind. And by the I- way, one other thing, I agree with him. If half my team gets injured. Green Bay probably does have a shot to win. I can respect it. I can respect it. Before we move over to the the Sunday State of Games, I want to pay some bills real quick. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and the rest of the shows here on Sports City Chefs Network. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and the rest of the shows here. On Sports City <clears throat> Chefs Network. As they said, use the code CHEF to receive 15% off your order. Uh, they got Philadelphia merchandise. The Eagle season is over, so I'm sure they'll have some uh, Jason Kelsey retirement stuff. Uh, the Philadelphia uh, 76ers are playing some excellent ball right now uh, in the basketball in the NBA and spring training. It's about to kick back off. So get your Philly stuff, your Bryce Harper jerseys, and all that other type of stuff that they got over there at phiapparel.com. 
With that being said, we are going to move on to the Sunday slate of games. Uh, I wanted to do the AFC side first, but I got two Lions fans in the building, um, and I want to give them enough time to talk and you know say what they got to say. So, uh, Thomas, I- I'll come to you first, sir. The Detroit Lions host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there's been some chatter from the Buccaneers side of things for a little bit here. Um, but yo, you don't host the playoff, you don't win a playoff game for 30 years, and you're hosting two in consecutive weeks, man. Uh, talk to me about this game and this matchup. And you know, obviously, you got the Lions winning, but how you see it shaking out? Uh, I don't want it to be something that's written off for injuries or turnovers, I want it to be an even game. I don't want to, you know, leave it at the end of the line with something crazy that we're left in the ref's hands because historically. That's always been the downfall of the Lions, man. And I don't. I want it to be as clean as possible. I don't want to sit here and overlook the, the Buccaneers because they got to this point. I don't want to be like, oh, Baker is this or that because Baker's here now. So if he was to pull out the unthinkable, I don't want to overlook it and feel like the amazing letdown. He, he's, he's a capable quarterback at the end of the day. Um, the one thing that I like that uh, helps us is Detroit is at home. Uh, the way that they got up and rowdy for the Rams and knowing how big that was for them to pull it off, not only to get their first win, but for Jared Goff against his old team that got rid of him. And it was just like to show up. Just picture 65,000 people screaming your name. The last time I seen that was in the middle of the Silver Dome when they were all saying one word, a name of a chef here, Barry, but not Jordan Sanders. And just imagine that, that the whole crowd staying at. And uh, it was just erratic to hear it on TV. My speakers was going crazy. Just I could just imagine being there. I, I can get goosebumps, and I ain't even. I wasn't even there. So it's like they got to keep that energy for everybody. There's no real person that we could point our fingers after who we're going at. It's just all about with history. All about against cause not going against us. All about of trying to be mistake free and staying away from the injury bug. And most importantly, um, against all odds, the the slogan that I love to go with. It's something that Joyce Bell made popular in 2014, and they ran with it. Detroit versus everybody at the end of the day. Uh, the the one person I feel like they got to be in tune with stopping is Mike Evans. Of course, they got to keep their eyes on Godwin. Um, Rashad coming out the backfield is going to be dangerous. If uh, they could do that and, and work around Levante, David, and, and Vita Vea, I know they got Winfield out there. I feel like we could be successful. Our offense is just as strong as their defense. So I feel like this this could be a very interesting one. Uh, week seven or six, we went up against them in Tampa Bay, took care of business, and we're missing nine players from our roster in that game. So I feel strongly about what we can do, but I will not overlook Tampa Bay not one minute. I, I feel like we should be able to pull this off, but I don't want to get too headstrong on it and TD Extreme let down because I've been here before. But right now I'm, I'm very – uh. I'm very strong in my word about Detroit taking care of business. One pride. I can respect it. I can respect it, man. It's going to be an interesting ball game uh, next Sunday, watching the Detroit Lions host another playoff game. Uh, Before I go to Tim, um, here's the thing for me. Like, this game looks like a direct replica of of last game between the Rams. You got an offense who's clicking. You got a quarterback who – um, has seemed to come into a zone. You got a you got a plethora of receivers and, and and Mike Evans and Godwin, who you alluded to, um, a halfway decent running game, a defensive minded coach, um, and you know Sean McVay's offensive minded. So it, it seems like 
the, you, you, you're playing the same game, the same team twice. Um, the Lions found a way to win it this time. Uh, last time, I, I think they found a way to get it done this time. You know, there, there's something about the way that the Detroit Lions team is playing that I, I, I have to tip my cap to that. You know, I, I, I said this last week. Uh, Dan Quinn literally just takes his testicles on and rolls them across the field, you know, going forward on fourth down, um, putting the ball in his quarterback's hands and just not giving a flying you-know-what about, you know, statistics or analytics. He's going he's gonna to trust his boys. Um, and I tip my cap to a coach that, you know, doesn't live in, in, in the shadow of his fears um, and plays the game to win. And with the Detroit Lions being at home, possible that uh you know they they advance to the nfc championship i am picking the lines to win this ball game um so, so are you are you are you crossing into michigan are you are you coming along get the heck out of here with that nonsense are you why not here? why not why not why not I, I, can let them, I can let I can let some Sports City people in on, on me and Aaron's conversations now. I can tell y'all some don't, things. Don't, don't even try that nonsense, sir. Don't even try that. Tim, I'll I'm going to I'll give y'all a recipe. I'll give y'all a recipe. When, 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 when St. Brown, Brown caught the first down, I'm on the floor, right? My phone fell next to me, everything. I'm I on the floor like, you. oh, my God. We pull, who the first person to text me and said, it's over with 18 R's after the OVE? Guess who was the first person to text me after the ref said first down? I Aaron Serious Simmons, I letting me know, I like, I don't know what's going on. So you tell me he was watching what we doing right there. And he was rooting against us before the game started, but I guess he felt the Detroit love. His goosebumps started jumping. And now all of a sudden, he feels some type of way. Sports City, y'all put, put two plus two together. Y'all do what y'all got to do. I'll, I'll leave it alone. But, but y'all hear what's going on. See, 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 here's the funny thing, okay? I picked the Rams last week. Okay. I, I did. Yep. I picked the Rams last week. All right. I'm not going to even sugarcoat that. But at the end of the day, I sat here and watched the game like everybody else did. And when St. Brown caught the pass, it was over. Ain't like crossing no ship or nothing <laughs> like that. Don't get crazy, man. Don't get crazy. Tim, man, I'm going to come to you, man. Talk about your boys, man. They're playing the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in, 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 a, in a crazy game on, on Sunday afternoon, man. Talk to me about it. Bro, you called Dan Campbell Dan Quinn. Sure I can't, did. I can't even, I can't even with that. Like, dude is <laughs> all over, all over the place, media wise. Like, he, man, I, I, I can't. Oh, that's so awful. Um, <laughs> gosh, I, 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 I'll tell you right now, this city is absolutely electric right now. I mean. Lions merch is flying off the shelves. People can't keep stuff stocked. The the whole city is it, it's it's literally shut down. I mean, it, it shut down last week at on uh, Sunday for that game. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere. Stores were closing. Everything. It was it was crazy. I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, this week, like I got people calling and canceling everything that they're supposed to be doing at my my business. For three o'clock, they're like, nope, not happening. So um, this city is crazy right now. You want to talk about, you know, electricity? That stadium last weekend. It, it's, I believe it broke a, the, the record for the loudest indoor stadium. Like, 
I mean, what else can I say? This city is so behind this team. It it took forever to get to this point, but man, I I can't I can't say enough about what Dan Campbell's done, but even what Ben Johnson's done. That that offense, you know, the second half we kind of I don't know I, I don't even I guess you could say it was kind of SOL, but that first half they just put the Rams in a blender. You couldn't do anything with them. Gibbs, Montgomery going forward on fourth downs, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds was out there looking good. Jamison Williams only had one catch, I believe. He didn't even, he wasn't even a factor. Like I I was kind of anti-golf, man. I I was a little worried, but I'm, I'm at the point right now, man, the dude is just, he, he's running this offense to the, the extreme. I mean, just getting the ball everywhere it needs to go. So um, as far as the game, I, I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't really think this is a game. I, I think. I think the Lions run away with this thing. Uh, Baker's gonna Baker at some point, and, and we all know that. And uh, quite honestly, I mean, we we kind of tore them up pretty good last time we played them, and that was without some key guys. I mean, I think Branch left that game or didn't even play. Laporta was hurt. I mean, you're talking some big name guys that didn't even, didn't even touch the field. Um, and I, I think, uh, Gibbs, Gibbs got hobbled. Montgomery didn't play. So I, I don't think this thing's close. I think Detroit turns it into a track meet that that stadium's going to be nuts. And I, I can't, you know, Stafford's a little bit more poised than Baker. I think he could handle it a little bit better, but I don't think there's any way Baker handles it. Okay, um, this is going to be pretty interesting, though, uh, to say the least. Uh, Sears had to run away real quick. Chandler, um, your thoughts on the game? How do you see it? Tampa Bay entering Detroit. Uh, I, I know you're heavy on Baker's downside. Do you feel like he could bring it back to Tampa? Or I think however it goes, they're going to be on the road, actually. Do they get to extend this to the NFC Championship game? Or does Detroit advance to the NFC Championship game? Well, you know, I'm a big believer in that people – are who they are. When, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Ty Bowles is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, last I checked. Um, Ty Bowles is a coach who can't make an adjustment to save his life. All he knows how to do is blitz. How did it work? The, the reason the Buccaneers are even in the playoffs because they were in a trash division. And they struggled to win that trash division because Todd Bowles can't make an adjustment to save his life. Todd Bowles has never won a big game to save his life. Okay. Baker Mayfield? Man, miss me with all of the Oh, Baker Mayfield's finally coming to his own. Baker Mayfield is going to put three balls up for grabs. He's going to put three balls up for grabs. Lions are going to get two of them. Mike Evans drops three balls for every two he catches. As we saw in the last game they played, they should have scored about 50 points. In that game, how many balls did Mike Evans drop? I'm just saying, man. People are who they are. Okay, he's still good. He's still good, though. He he's might still, still good. be good, but he still drops balls. He still puts balls on the ground that he should catch. And I'm not talking about these tough catches. I'm talking about it hits right in the hands, and he go, oh, all right, <laughs> all right. So now, the reason I think Detroit kind of struggled with the Rams was. 
for a lot of the guys on, on Detroit. This was their first playoff game, man. That's true. They didn't That's know what true. to expect. They had to get into it. Now they know what to expect. Okay. They kind of cut their teeth. Okay. They know what it is to do to play playoff football. This is going to be a boat race. Mm. Okay. Plain and simple. All right. They're going to be trying to find things to talk about halfway through the second quarter. They're going to start talking about, uh, remember night train lane? Okay. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a boat race. Todd Bowles is going to be, is going to Todd Bowles. Baker Mayfield is going to be Baker Mayfield. All right. And I'm, listen, man. This, come on, man. Miss me with all of the Tampa Bay. Man, miss me with all that nonsense. Let's go, Detroit. Hey, hey I got to be fair, man. I'm trying my best to stay out of that chick way. Serious told you, I don't like messing with karma. So I let people have their opinions. I'm not persuading anybody, which I know where my heart and my mind resides. Uh, Mr. Hughes, your thoughts on the game? Uh, Tampa or Detroit, do you think Baker could outplay golf or could golf keep this thing running <clears throat> in most I hear what everybody's saying, and I think there is a decent chance that Detroit wins. And I, just for own personal reasons, I hope Detroit does win. I mm. want Detroit to win. Heart. I want mm. Detroit to win. Why you, wanted the, you wanted Why the Kraken? You wanted the Kraken? I want to give you the Kraken. I told y'all I wanted to yeah, I, I did. Listen. I said I listen. want them. Look at it. Asking you shall receive. That's you know. That's what I want to do for you. Please. But listen, let, let's 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 be honest here. Everybody everybody wants to just trash Tampa Bay, bad team, bad coach. You know, bad everything. Detroit secondary is horrific. Let's keep it one hundred. They they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't literally fight their way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, if you watch that entire game, there wasn't one. There was one missed opportunity that Stafford had, and that was it. He threw for almost 400 yards in that game. They could not guard a receiver. And I tend to believe, this is just my opinion, anybody can have their own opinion. I like Puka. I like an injured Cooper Cup, but I like Evans and Godwin better. And anyone that thinks it's just going to be a pushover, I got to see that Detroit defense do something first because I could just as easily see that track meet going the other way. I, I watched this Disney movie called Happy Feet. I've seen that before with Jerry Goff when they get pressure in his face. So it's going to come down to the, and the Detroit Lions have a fantastic offensive line. But as Chandler alluded to, Bulls don't care. He he's gonna he's gonna rely on Carlton Davis. He's gonna rely on Jamel Dean. He's gonna rely on Antonio Winfield uh, to to cover in the back end, and he's gonna send an extra guy. You know that. I know that. Everybody here knows that. And we have seen time and time again when you get pressure in Goff's face, similar to Tua. We've talked about this. He can get a bit erratic. He can now. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Baker may Wheeler will not throw up a couple errant passes, but but I gotta see some some Detroit defenders that are at least within the vicinity to be able to pick them off. I mean, there was guys running wide open in that last game. So cautiously optimistic. I want you guys, I want Detroit to win. I think it's fantastic for the city. I think it's fantastic for the league. And let's be honest, I think the two best teams. In the NFC this year, 
is Detroit and San Francisco. The fans want to see that matchup. We here at Sports City want to see that matchup. But like I said with San Francisco, I think the only team that can beat that 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 uh, the only team that can lose this matchup is Detroit. The only team beating Detroit in this matchup is Detroit. Detroit is the better team, but they gotta cover. They gotta not make mistakes. Dan Quinn has got to please, for the love of God, not go for it on fourth and five from his own twenty yard line. Don't give these guys free points. That's all I'm saying. Because if you guys can play any semblance of defense at all when it comes to the pass game, and Dan Quinn doesn't say, hey, it's fourth and 10 from our 12, like, let's fake punt, you guys have a legit shot. Just don't give them a short field. Bro, bro, are we doing the Dan Quinn thing again? Is this a bit? Yeah, my bad. My bad. Oh, you know, I, I know I've been gone a while. Campbell, so. I apologize. <laughs> Listen, someone said it skin. earlier. Now it's yeah, it's in my head. Dan Campbell, I apologize. But, yes, that man – listen, there is nobody in the NFL. Nobody can call him scared. <laughs> that dude will go for it on fourth and 20 from his own one-yard line. Like, he don't care. But at the same time, when you don't get it, you can put your defense that is not great in the pass game at a little bit of a disadvantage. So don't put – don't – you got a good offense. And let's be honest, your best weapon – is your offense. Like we said, when you guys stepped on the field and you guys were able last week, the Detroit Lions were able to basically run out that clock four and a half minutes. That was the most impressive thing about that entire game to me, to be able to pick up those first downs, third and eight. They didn't try to play soft or scared. They didn't run the ball and and give it back to Matt Stafford, which I thought was the right call because he would have went right down the field again but they were able to close out the game. The thing that scares me the most about this game is can Detroit cover in the passing game? So, so I, I, I want to ask you. Yeah. I want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get to it. Go, well, go ahead. I'll I'll get to it. Say, I, I think some of what Campbell does on fourth down, it actually, you know, it works to our favor. Seeing as how we can't cover anybody, we can't stop anybody defensively. So it's like, okay, if we give him the ball and punt it. They're probably still going to go down and score. Why not just let them score quicker and get the ball back? I, I Honestly, I've watched it a lot this year where, you know, he's gone for it and it hasn't worked out. And, you know, at the end of the day, this defense, obviously, the, the secondary struggles to cover. So I would rather go give this offense four cracks to get a first down and play keep away than say, okay, let's play safe. Let's kick the ball back to somebody. Because I, I agree, if Stafford got that ball back, I – I've seen it so many times at Ford Field, that dude driving down in, with two minutes left and somehow figuring out a way to win a ball game. So, you know, I love that they threw the ball, you know, the the, the swing to Montgomery, the the curl to, to freaking St. Brown. Like, they, they didn't play to lose. The old Lions would have played not to lose that game. Mm-hmm. These Lions played to win that shit. Yeah. Right. So I got I got two questions. Right. So Brian talked about the pressure that they could bring, whether it's Levante, David and the company, the extra guy that they'll send. This is my answer to that. What happens when we send the screen to the blitz side that they send it is Jameer against a one on one linebacker. I think Jameer will get yards and then some like that. That's at least seven to ten yards or better. I think I, I think I Tampa Bay. With that I'm just going to tell you right now, though, listen, I'm not saying that there's not lots of ways that you guys can't expose Tampa. I think Tampa Bay's linebackers are uniquely suited to cover 
a guy like Gibbs out of the backfield. They have quick linebackers that I think can cover that swing pass. Right. And I'm just I'm just saying I'd live with the if I had to pick one side or the other, I'm I'm going with Gibbs against any of the linebackers, oh, even yeah. if it was Levante. I'm going with that speed. like like John Madison said, the late John Madison said, speed kills. And I know they're gonna have to deal with that, especially on turf. And he's home. The last time I seen him revved up like that was a Monday night game up against um the Raiders. And it, and I, I hate to use the Raiders as a measuring stick, but it it, it was messy because Jameer went nuts. So it's like just knowing what he's in front of, this could be this could get ultimately nasty if they start sending an extra guy and it's a one-on-one with a linebacker. They they they're gonna need more people. Um and my second question is They've been picking on the defense. They've been talking this, that, and the third about the defense. But that offense has been so electric. Why doesn't Goff get more credit? I know Goff has turned the ball over here and there. They don't want to give Goff the credit that he deserves. I, I, that's what's been carrying us. The offense at the end of the day. Of course, we got studs all across the board, but he has to get the ball out of the day. He has to. Been carrying them at least since last year. At least the, the running they went. I Not they have anybody answer because I do want to move on, get Royce and get past it, but from now on, if golf stays clean, they need to start giving Jared more credit. Jared outperformed Stafford. Whether y'all want to talk about the R Stafford put up or not, he outdueled Stafford, regardless of the situation. So, look, like like T.O. said, I'm a December baby just like him. That's my quarterback. All right, Royce, your thoughts on the game? How do you feel, Tampa or Detroit? Who wins this one, the Bucks or the Motown Cats? Well, you already know how I feel about this game, man, and I'm excited for the city of Detroit. I think this is big storyline. I think this is good business. I think this is good for the city. And when I say the city, again, I mean the people. People make cities, right? Make teams and all that. Um, there's been so much that's been going on in the city of Detroit over the years. Uh, and as I as I said it earlier in the show, this is an opportunity for a new storyline. Instead of going with tradition, Look, I talked to you off air about the Denver Nuggets being a team that uh, had a lot of great players, had a lot of great coaching, had great executives, uh, Hall of Famers, so forth and so on, passed through uh, their organization, but they had never won an NBA Finals. I think now is the time. I think this is perfect. I think it's set up. I don't think there's anybody who can deny the momentum um, this is a huge moment, and I don't think it's too big for the players and the personnel and the coaching staff in Detroit. I think I, I even said the timeless off air, like, yo, if I'm the Detroit Pistons owner, I'm I'm doing whatever I gotta do to make sure the Detroit Lions have all the tools, support, backing, like you name it. It's de- literally, truly Detroit versus everybody, game after game after game until they uh-huh. find their way into paradise, Nevada. I said that. Like, I'm not afraid to be the guy because, like, I'm, I'm a step below casual. Like, you guys, and like, what's before the casual fan? Novice? Okay, so I'm the novice football guy in the chef crew, right? So just blame it on my ignorance when I tell you that I'm the guy that's going to tell you if we're writing a script, it gets no better than this. And that's just the first portion. It's the first team to punch the ticket, but they won't be the first one because uh, they punch theirs on Sunday. The other guys will get to them. That's going to punch on Saturday. 
Royce, by the way, you are way too humble, man. You are not a novice. Oh, so you need to stop that. I was just right. I was just calling Dan Campbell Dan right. Quinn, man. So you need to stop that. <laughs> right. That right. was just a Freudian slip, man. That's all that was. Listen, wait, 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 wait. I know right. my lane and I know my class. Look, look. I'm not in Don't any of y'all's class listen. when it comes to football. Hold on. Hold on. Do not fall for the banana and the tailpipe. This is the same guy that started him and Channel up to do this because they got the answer because they older. They like you, right? They're older than me, right? So what they do is they know the stuff from like when I wasn't like able to know. They start quizzing me on it and be like, "Nope, you're wrong." It popped me, and it's like, "Okay." So I don't want to hear that. Don't don't let him slide because he got a ratchet on him too. Believe me, both of them. Listen, I got shooters. I I stay around because that can shoot for real. So I'm not trying to bite that bullet. Um, seriously, is there anything that you like to add before we want to uh, fly past this one and get to the the uh, the game of the night on Sunday? No, honestly, man, I think that at, at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I said this a, a little bit ago where I felt as though this game honestly repeated is going to repeat itself from, from a week ago for the Detroit Lions when you got two uh, elite wide receivers going at it. You got a quarterback with nothing left to prove, um, you know, and Baker Mayfield. Um, I think it's going to come down to which defense shows up. Um, I heard, I heard Brian speak and I, and I really wanted to double tap on that, you know, for as much as we praise this Detroit Lions offense, we, we need, we need to have some questions be answered for the Detroit Lions defense. Um, I do like, uh, the dude branch they got from Alabama who's playing in their slot. Uh, but so many times this year we've seen, uh, wide receivers and running backs, you know, open in, in that secondary. So if Hutchison and crew, are able to generate any type of pressure and move Baker Mayfield off his spot, get him, uh, you know, playing like retro Baker Mayfield. Um, I think, you know, the Lions can run away and hide like Tim alluded to. Um, I do think the Lions win this ball game, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the last possession or two because uh, I just think the Buccaneers have enough weapons to, to shoot gun for gun, um, if you will, with the Detroit Lions. With that being said, we're going to move on to the last game of the division round. The Buffalo Bills host their nemesis, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know what? When when when, when this game kind of started to materialize, if you look at the ledger, um, I'm not one to talk about scripts or anything of that nature, but we all kind of wanted to see this ball game uh, yet again. We understood uh the the history the electricity uh that these two teams uh provide we saw and heard what took place during the regular season with Kadarius Tony lining up offsides and everything of that nature so this particular game uh is going to be very very interesting to watch and I can't wait to sit down uh and watch this ball game uh Chandler I I'll start with you sir Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills, round four, five, whatever this is. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Does Josh Allen and the Bills kind of finally get the monkey off the back or does Patrick Mahomes put on the Superman cape and find a way to get it done? Talk to me. Uh, I'll be honest. This is not a game I wanted to see because I'm tired of watching the Bills lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – Everybody wants, oh, they, they're so hot, and they've won this many games in a row, and nama, nama, nama. And listen, man, they're not playing a team where the guys are going to be afraid to tackle Josh Allen, okay? 
They got some cats that really want to put their helmets in Josh Allen's chest. All right. <laughs> they really want to put their helmets in his chest. They want to put their helmets in his knee. They want to put it in his ribs. All right. He's going to do that fake slide and somebody might come for his neck and they'll just take the fine. Mm-hmm. I get the only where I find that I have pause is the Kansas City receivers. And not so much the receivers, but the guy calling the offense, a guy named Nagy, that bum who coached the Chicago Bears and ruined Justin Fields. You know, nobody wants to talk about the fact that when Eric Bieniemy was there, nobody was dropping balls. When Matt Nagy come there, nobody's on the same page. But yeah, let's keep saying that that is that's the receivers and and it's Patrick Mahomes and everything else. No, it's Matt Nagy because he's a bum. All right, he's a bum. But at the end of the day. Andy Reid's gonna gonna coach circles around Sean McDermott, and Buffalo is gonna do what Buffalo does, which is they're gonna yak it up, and at the at the worst possible time, Josh Allen's going to throw an interception at the worst possible time. James Cook is gonna put a ball on the ground at the worst possible time. It's gonna be a very good game, and it's gonna be a whole lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda for the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs ain't losing to the Buffalo Bills. It's just not happening. I can respect it. I can respect it. I, I, I for one, personally feel as though, um, you know, in, in, in sports, you always got that measuring stick. You know, the guy who you compare it to, um, you know, at your position, um, in your conference, in your division. And, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have kind of kind of been that, that, that measuring stick. Um, for each other. I don't know why, because, you know, in these type of matchups, Patrick Mahomes seems to, seems to beat him. Um, if I'm going to use Patrick Mahomes as a measuring stick to anybody, it'd probably be Joe Burrow because he gets the better of them. And honestly, I, I think they're on the same level talent-wise, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Tim, I'm, I'm going to throw this one at you, my man. Buffalo Bills host the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, talk to me about it, man. How you feel? Uh, Man, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are are getting by, man. I, I really look at what they've done all year. Worst cast of receivers Mahomes has ever had. I know Rice has come on as of late. Uh, Kelsey is too busy catching Taylor Swift and not footballs. Um, and and realistically, the Bills have just been banged up all year too. So I don't think that this is going to be the game that everyone thought that they wanted to see. This isn't going to be the, 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 the track meet that we've seen in years past, the, the heavy hitters, you know, it, it's that in name only, but I feel like it's a couple of veterans at this point, not the, not the explosive offense that we've seen um, in years past going head to head with each other. I mean, Buffalo has been missing key pieces all year with Milano hurt and uh, Tredavious white hurt. I mean, to be where they're at from where they started, that's kind of a miracle in itself. So I'm not expecting, like, honestly, I'm not expecting this game to hit the over. I I think it's going to be a little bit more slowed down than we're used to seeing out of these two teams. I do think, you know, Patrick's just – he's got Allen's number, and and I think the Chiefs end up pulling this thing out in a a close – 
game. I won't say low scoring because I don't think it's going to be low scoring, but I don't think it's going to be a, a shootout or anything like that. I just think Mahomes has it in him to make that that crisp that crisp last minute play. And I mean, again, depends on what Josh Allen do we get. Do we get Josh Winston? Because that's that's kind of what he's looked like, you know, a lot of weeks this year. So um, I, I just don't think he has it in him to to beat Patrick. I can respect it. I can respect it. Breaking news. I, I'll come to you, sir. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs go on the road, play the Buffalo Bills in a in, in a game that, um, you know, depending upon who you ask, um, it should be good to sit back and watch, man. What say you? Yeah, you know, I think I think Chandler and uh, I apologize the uh, the other gentleman. Um, I think they I think they they kind of hit the nail on the head, right? Like we've kind of seen this script before uh, in the regular season in their last their last six contests. The the Buffalo Bills are three and one versus the Chiefs in the regular season. They're zero and two in the playoffs. Remember the thirteen second. 44-yard drive that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that doesn't happen against any other team. Like, the, the Buffalo, Buffalo sh- like, literally shakes when they think about this team. I will tell you, predicting the games uh, at this point right now is a little tough for me because, so we know Milano's out. We know White's out. But they, they got their, their starting middle linebacker, Benford, got injured last game, and he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. I think that's a a very big question mark. Their their number two corner, seventh round pick, uh, young cat. His name is Christian uh, Christian Benford. He's he's questionable as well, starting corner. So you got Bernard and you got Benford both potentially out against the Chiefs. It's tough to pick against the Chiefs in that scenario. But the one thing I will say is, if you look at those playoff losses that they've had they've both been in kansas city haven't had one in new york so i'm probably going to be wrong but i'm going to go with the bills i think you know what as i believe the, uh, the gentleman tim alluded to something just doesn't look right with kansas city they're the the offense just you know l- listen i understand the defense is, is playing at a higher level but the offense just not quite where it needs to be. Uh, essentially, you cover two options, and Pat Mahomes really doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball. Um, so I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I do agree that it's probably going to be a lower scoring game than what we've seen in the past. I don't think we see a 36 to 43 type game. Um, but I'm going to go with Buffalo, but I don't feel great about it, especially where I don't know what the health of those. The, those two starters are, um, and I would not be surprised at all if Kansas City pulls this victory out. But I, I just think it's going to be a close game, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt where it is at home, and they've not played a playoff game against the Chiefs at home. I can respect it. I can respect it, Mr. King, sir. I'll come to you, my man. Kansas City Chiefs go on the road, play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, there's been a plethora of different. Uh, you know, ideas floating around about how this game may unfold. What say you, sir? 
My mind has already been made up. I am not swayed. Give me the team in the red and white. That doesn't help me at all. They both wear red and white. Did I not say blue? You didn't say blue. Okay, give me the team in the red, white, and the blue. I believe that it is time that, as I stated earlier, storylines must change. New traditions must be established. Remember when the Kansas City Chiefs sucked? Yeah. Remember when they didn't have Patrick Mahomes? Remember when Patrick Mahomes got his breakthrough and won a Super Bowl? All right. Also, I'm cool with Josh Allen having to go through Patrick Mahomes to break through and get a Super Bowl for the Mafia. This is the second team. This will clearly sounds like it might be an upset, at least in the kitchen. The Bills take down the Kansas City Chiefs. Is Buffalo Bills Mafia versus Lionsgate in Paradise, Nevada. You heard it here first. I don't care how it sounds. I said it. Let's watch. And if oh I'm my. wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you see Thomas over there, man, scratching his head, clapping his hands, praising the Lord, man. Thomas, talk to me, man. My man said the Buffalo Bills and the Lions and the Bowl, man. Talk to me about this Bills Chiefs game. Um, he, he, uh, Still sharpening steel, the slogan I've been told, and he was sharpening the hell out of his blade on me, telling me that doggone conversation. I'm like, no. Con was sitting right outside in the car, warmed up. I'm not messing with her. Leave me alone. I like say it on the show. He's like, watch. I'm going to do it. So I'm like, Lord. He pulled the trigger. So, um, unfortunately, I would love that because I would literally have to find a pair of sneakers to walk from the East Coast of Connecticut all the way to Nevada because I know that ticket is going to be a pretty penny trying to get to the Valley. That is for sure. But I told him one game at a time, I don't want to go that far. But um, that is my big brother. I agree with him. I think the mafia pulls this off. And you want to know something else? I'm going to shock the kitchen. They're going to blow Kansas City out. I think at least by two scores. At least two. At least two. Enough is enough. It's going on too long. Josh Allen has turned it on at this point in time. I want to say from the end of November till now, this dude has not missed. He's been taking out everybody along this path, and Kansas City's no different. They have to look for Kansas City's defense to get it done on the road. They're not in Arrowhead. There's no place like Kansas, well, city, that is. They're going to be in western New York, just a little bit across the border from me, tri-state area, and this area is known for the mafia. So they're going to have to get away from the mafia, that's for sure. Um, I don't think so. I think uh, the time is up on Patrick Mahomes' run. Uh, we've seen, as much as I don't want to put a lot of this at the feet of Taylor Swift in front of Travis Kelsey, but it's plays decline. If they don't have him there full throttle like the Travis Kelsey that we know, the Chiefs are in major trouble. And especially if they have any drops, because that's the one thing that turned it around for the past game or so for them, that Kansas City has not been dropping the ball. If they have any drops, their defense's hands is full going up against a uh, – Motivated Josh Allen. Hopefully he doesn't turn the ball over. And for some strange reason, this season, James Cook has turned it on running the ball. So if they can remain consistent in getting that done, I think they blow out the Chiefs. You know, it's funny. You know, I I, I can see your scenario kind of playing out that way. 
Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I can see, I can see the Kansas City Chiefs getting blown out because at the end of the day, like 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 Roy said, uh, enough is enough. Like when you getting spanked and beat on and bullied by an opponent for so dang on long, there comes a point in time when you, you know, flex your muscles and be like, you know, it's my turn to punch. Um, and, you know, in, in, in Bill's camp and, you know, they've kept it quiet and they said all the right things and they've done all the right stuff, but they want to beat it to, you know, they, they really want to beat the bricks off with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I can see it happening. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not bold enough to, to to pick against one five right now. I, I, I just can't. This is the time when they kind of show up and show out. Um, and until Josh Allen beats them in the playoffs, I I, I just can't. Uh, with that being said, gentlemen, we are at the tail end of the show. I wanted to give each of you an, uh, an opportunity to give your plugs and close out as we shut it down, Mr. King. Man, thanks for coming by. Give us a plug in the closet as we shut it down, my guy. Man, Sports City Chefs, one last thing about Patrick Mahomes, man. This dude reminds me of an NBA player, former NBA player, Dewan Blair. I feel like he has no ACLs. <laughs> That's my parting shot to the Chiefs. I'm riding with the Bills. Man, thanks for having me. Shout out to uh, my picks for this week. I got Bills. I got Lions. I got 49ers. And who's the other one I'm missing? Texans or Ravens? You know it's the Ravens, man. Yes, sir. I'm gone. Appreciate you, sir, man. Thanks for coming by and rocking with us, man. Um, Tim, man, good to see you. Good to hear from you, man. I talk to you all the dang on time, man, on social, man. Good to see you back in the building, man. Give us a plug in the closeout, man. I, yeah, hold on a second. I'm surprised you're not off coaching softball somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for blessing us with your presence, man. Give me a plug in the closeout, yo, sir. Yo, stop, stop, stop asking my shooters questions, man. Just, just. Let him do his thing, man. Don't ask my shooters nothing, man. I got hitters in Detroit. Just know that. Okay. All right. <laughs> man, I, I'm actually still stuck at my facility right now, uh, waiting on people to leave. I'm here till midnight. So um, I am coaching technically. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, this, this this was good. It was good to get back on here with you guys and chop it up a little bit. Um, always nice when your team can uh, – can actually be talked about at these, this time of year. Normally, uh, yo, pull normally, your brim down. We got the same hat on. You got the same hat on. No, so we got. Nah, nah, I, got man, this, I got this. I got this year's timeline. I got this year's timeline. I got the 2023. Okay. But it's all JG. Well, I understand that. I, I, I totally. That, that, that's the guy. That's the no, guy. Man, I, I appreciate uh, Timeless hitting me up earlier and invite me on and. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I may not uh I may not wait long to make a return. Yeah, man. Come on back through, man. Good to see you, man. Shout out to the homie Tim, man. You got some stories with that guy, man. Good to see him. Good to hear from him. Chandler, man, give us a plug and a close out as we shut it down, my guy. Uh it was a lot of fun, man, to see you guys, Royce and, and, and Timeless and, and you serious and tiny head man. Um, but you guys <laughs> You guys know what I always talk about, man. Uh, 988 option one. You're a veteran, a loved one of a veteran, friend of a veteran. Um, crisis line is not just for crisis. Just need to talk, need information. You know, it, it's there. Utilize it. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. 
So we want to get that number down to zero. So 988 option one, utilize the services. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you so much, Chandler, man. I greatly appreciate it. Again, that number was 988 option one. Um, you know, my wife's a veteran, so I, I, I definitely urge uh, all those who, who serve and who are struggling to get the help they need. Timeless, man. You know what to do, man. Go to plug and plug. We shut it down, homie. Yes, yeah, Sports City. We already got another one in the bag. This is gonna be a big weekend. Um, I had to I had to bring a hitter through because they tried to come for me last week, man. It said they're gonna bring some Rams people in here. They didn't want to show because they thought my boys were gonna fall out. So then I said, yo, let me make a call to the Motown Mitten and get some boys in here. It's like no problem. We got you. I'm like, okay. So we're gonna sit on down and take these dudes out. And like uh, Miss Sealy told Mr. at that table in color purple, we're going to sit around and we're going to whoop your ass. That's what we wanted to tell them. But they, <laughs> they didn't want no smoke. So that's how we're going to get into it. Sports City, y'all stay tuned to everything we do week after week. We're trying to bring this back all the way back to the Crossover Cafe with his in motion. Fantasy talk as well. I'm telling you, the chef is cooking. And believe me, I got my seasonings and some of the chefs back. Believe me, Mama done said I killed the man. Well, I guess I got the dagger back. Dagger back. In that case, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Timeless, man. Thanks for coming on and doing your thing, man. I always say this, man. Um, tomorrow's never promised, man. Tell the ones that you love that you love them. Um, peace and love to everybody. And with that being said, it's your boy Sears repping that 412 and the 703, man. I love doing this. Uh, with that being said, we'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Yeah.